0: High Noon with George Hook.
1: News Talk 106 to 108. Now, it's Tuesday. This means it's Travel Tuesday. Uh, And I'm joined now by Barry, who is just Barry... (laughs) <laughs> i losing my train of thought. Barry, Barry Kenny, of course, who is just back from Turkey. You're just back, literally, just aren't you? That's back. why you have this yeah. golden tan. <laughs>
0: Yesterday afternoon, Kira, I can't imagine you being the cheekiest girl in school. I was so bad.
1: <laughs> do you know what? It, do you know? Can I just tell you why it happened? Yes. We were doing a science experiment, and mm. my my science teacher had. Uh, he was slightly redheaded, and he had um, a, a red moustache, mm-hmm. and we had to dye. Uh, leaves with iodine and they would react in some way OK and, and
0: I ditched all the science uh, subjects and they for was, leaving They were uh, supposed
1: to go blue but it didn't go blue and mine stayed and the leaf had hair on it and mine stayed like this little red dripping <laughs> hairy thing this was the leaf and I held it up and didn't know he was behind me and I said there's Mr. Bleep's moustache <laughs> And he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, "Kira Kelly, you're the cheekiest girl in the school. and Let me tell you, you won't amount to anything. There you are. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. But anyway, and and there was a lot of people who think he was completely right. Barry, tell me a little bit about Turkey.
0: Yeah, um, we're talking about the turquoise coast of Turkey. uh, And turquoise comes from the French for Turkish. So that colour, that magnificent, uh, I suppose, hue you see of blue water uh, does have its inspiration from this part of the world. It's a country, obviously, that has been uh, through a difficult time tourism-wise the last couple of years. Uh, they have had some uh, security incidents in the likes of Istanbul and Ankara. And, of course, President Erdogan and the coup and all of that. So, for my mind, it is time to, I don't like being told, I don't like this constriction. No, you can't go there. It's, it's, it's not safe. I don't think it's a country that necessarily has a, has a safety issue. I mean, if I told you six weeks ago I was going to Barcelona, you wouldn't have blinked. Um, and I think particularly this area is ripe for rediscovery.
1: Tell, tell me, I, I'm slightly familiar with Turkey. Mm. Uh, tell me <coughs> where exactly the turquoise coast is. We're the of,
0: yeah, the south coast to the west, if you like. So it is, I mean, there there are flights into Izmir, for example, direct from Ireland, uh, but it'd be further south than that. So this is Turkish airlines who, by the way, have kind of, become a really, really busy operator at a Dublin airport. They've got 14 flights from Dublin to Istanbul every week. They've got two flights a day and obviously a huge network, both internationally and domestic as well. So they fly into Istanbul and then you transfer on. You can fly to either Antalya or Dalaman. And actually one of the great options here in this particular part of the world, if you want to travel, if you want to see a few places along the way, is to fly into Antalya and fly out of Dalaman, or vice versa, and you're not doubling back, and you're not losing time. So it is, as I say, and I do. I, I must say, it, it was an airline I wanted to try. Thirty kilogram limits, free food on board, seat back screens for I, a short, for a relatively short I haul. I was
1: going to ask you: Has Turkey become really good value? Because. You know, I, I know you're saying security mm. concerns are not that big of a deal, but I do believe that its tourism industry has been hit relatively yes. hard because yes. obviously Turkey is a vast country and I think we need to, to, to point that out to people who are thinking about travelling there. But it's far, far eastern border does Precisely. border with with Syria. Syria and Iraq Exactly, and all that. Yes. all that kind of stuff. And that and there is some trouble yeah, down there. And you the wouldn't Kurds. holiday there. No. But you are talking about eleven hundred miles to where you're talking Completely. about. Completely and so I mean, it's if like you, traveling across Europe. You're
0: talking about the size of France and Greece combined. Yes. That's yes. what you're talking about. And um you can tell and the local people will tell you about the impact that it has had in terms of value it's an interesting point I would call it kind of a moderately priced one rather than one of these places that you come away from kind of gasping saying you won't believe how cheap this was now um, Mrs Kenny uh, visited handbag shops and she tells me they're a great value altogether <laughs> but then <laughs> she, she she tells me if she visits a handbag shop in Dublin that it's great value too and she doesn't <laughs> tell you what she actually paid for the handbags <laughs> oh by the way you will enjoy this Kira I don't know maybe they do this here as well but the handbag shops in these towns, particularly the good ones, will serve their customers glass of wine, glasses of wine while they wait and <laughs> while they decide. Really? Yeah. So it's,
1: it's a whole experience? Oh,
0: absolutely. Now, maybe it's the cloud, the decision making or the or the, the, I, the bargaining heard, no uh, doubt. <laughs> aspects of things. But I go in and I see every woman in the place with a glass of wine. I said, you know, is there a bar in the back here? But um, so, I mean, I always the universal Pint of beer, um, uh, if you like, benchmark between about kind of three euro and four fifty, depending on where you're going.
1: Doesn't I mean it's it's, it's mm. it, you'd pay more here, but that doesn't sound massively cheap.
0: No, it, and the food the food is good value, and of course the food is extraordinary.
1: The food is extraordinary. I was in Turkey two years ago. Yeah. The food is magnificent.
0: I I don't know what we're getting tomato wise here, Kira, because it's like getting a bag of sweets over there. It's a
1: pale <laughs> imitation. Barry is what we're getting. i <laughs> uh, I
0: offended actually. They are <laughs> they
1: are they are like <laughs> we love to cause offence here. Uh, <laughs> they 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 are like a different beast the yeah. tomatoes aren't they because they are like pale wishy-washy things here and then yeah. they're just bursting I know the two of us are kind of salivating <laughs> into know. our microphones I will try um,
0: not to drool on the desk here um, but look getting back getting back to where we are as I say temperature wise it's you know you're talking about March through to end of October at the very least any time absolutely beautiful I mean 10 days there t- low high 20s low 30s all the way I think for three minutes the sun was covered by cloud in that 10 days.
1: Uh, when I was last in Turkey, which was two years ago, actually, mm. I went to Turkey and we're talking about security as mm. well. I went to Turkey the day after the Tunisian attack mm. on the beach and mm-hmm. I, I, I flew through London and they were handing out free tabloids, which you might think is nice, except yes. for if you're getting on a plane to Turkey <coughs> and everything, all the headlines and tabloids were, were blood on the sunbed yes. massacre on the beach, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, am I crazy to be going to Turkey? And, yeah. You know, because it was, you know, if you look at, course, at, yeah. the, at the Department of a foreign Affairs website it does list it as as a, as a place of risk and all mm. that kind of stuff and I was literally as terrified. is France by the way as uh, is Belgium yes I know yeah. and that's true uh, having said that the day after we arrived I was I was in this very pleasant uh, resort in Turkey and there was a lovely pool and all this and I this is a terrible story but I was <laughs> in fact you know sitting there thinking everything was wonderful and there was a massive explosion and flames shot into the air. And people were running and screaming, and I thought to myself, "This is it. This mm-hmm. is a terrorist attack." People were running, and and there was pe- people grabbing their kids, and I grabbed my kids, and we ran. Now, what had actually happened was um, a couple of gas canisters had exploded right. in the kitchen. Yes, uh, but my first and but but there were flames shot out, and I didn't know what they were, and people were running and all that sort of stuff. And I did think for a moment, you. Bloody idiot. <laughs> you knew you shouldn't have come to Turkey. But of course, it was nothing to do with yes. that at all. But but that is in the back of people's minds. It is,
0: absolutely. Now, I have to say again, uh, and was talking to you a few weeks ago about Brussels and the absolute visibility of the security there. It didn't feel that way. This region is not one where you had any sense of danger or risk. And please, I'm not the Department of Foreign Affairs Travel Advisory, but it, it just didn't. And starting at, I suppose, at the eastern end, say Antalya. Uh, which itself it's a city of over a million probably the biggest uh, city along this particular stretch but it and its surrounds do offer a very good tourist space the be- there's beaches in the city itself but the standout in the city is the heart of it kalechi which actually means within the castle and it's these old crumbling remains of Roman and Byzantine uh, walls and Ottoman buildings and palaces restored within it and narrow winding streets so a really atmospheric place to stay but it's also where you're going to find your and I, and I love Places like this, where they're old, the old aspects of the City aren't just museum pieces; they're living. It's also where you're going to find all the nightlife. You're going to find this, you know, bars, cafes, beer gardens, amazing views down onto the coast right around this area, and right outside Antalya. And this is something I found right across this region: is that yeah, we're going for the beaches, we're going for the sun and the and, and the sand, but it has all these other things to offer. It has the food, it has the culture, it has the history. Uh, Two ancient sites that are really worth a visit. There's a place called Aspendos, which is an absolutely stunningly well-preserved Roman theatre. It can take 20,000 People within it, and in fact, just finished is the Aspenus International Opera and Ballet Festival, which they still host. So, anyway. you can
1: actually go there and see events in a Roman amphitheatre that
0: was built during the reign of Marcus Aurelius about 1800 years ago. And holy it moly, is I mean, what's in Rome pales compared to this, it is one of the more stunning. Buildings you will see anywhere in your travels, and I think
1: that is—it's is, fair to say that sometimes that's forgotten about Turkey because Turkey has become very much a beach resort mm. kind of place, and that's you know all along that coast, and that's totally fair enough. But of course, when it was Byzantium, and mm. when it, you know it was the, the birthplace of lots of mo- aspects of modern civilization, yes. yeah,
0: uh, you know, and and the point of conflict for so many of them as well, East meets so, West, yes, uh, and you know you will see right on the Lycian Way, by the way. Uh, is a coastal path that, or a walkway that more or less mirrors the routes we're talking about. So 500 kilometres of walking I wouldn't do it this time of year uh, or need not all in one go and people go along and they walk different sections year to year. Not unlike the, 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 the Santiago or the, what do what we call that one in northern the Camino. Spain? The Camino, exactly. Um, but it goes along the way and you'll go through, you know, little villages with ruins and just a variety while going through these forests, these views over the coastline. But also near Antalya is Termesos, which is a ruined city of the, and I really hope I'm pronouncing this right, the Pisidian. <laughs> no,
1: no one will no. know.
0: <laughs> exactly. The Pisidian people who fall off Alexander the Great um, and parts of it will put you in mind of Petra. In Jordan, carved into the cliff face. Uh, really? So, another great day trip if you're going from Antalya, say, which is a, despite being quite a big city, actually has an awful lot of, of charm to it and serves as a great base for the eastern part of this particular region.
1: That's very interesting because I've often thought I'd love to go to, to somewhere like Petra. You know, mm. I, I, I'm a bit of an Indiana Jones fan and I, I thought I'd love to see those yes. places in real life. Mm. But Jordan isn't really on my, on no. my, on my, no, it's not really on my trail at the right. moment. I, I'm, to be fair, and I, I like to pretend that it's something to do with um, my children and, you know, having to take care of them and all that. But I suspect I'm a little bit of a nervous traveller okay. as in I don't want to go where there's any trouble. Right. Now, I know you can't actually avoid yes. where there's any trouble because that's the world we live in. But I don't want to put myself particularly in harm's way either.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, look, I wouldn't go to Syria or Afghanistan, but I'd go to Iran. I'll give you that as a scale of my own I go to Jordan I go to Israel no problem
1: so you would go to Iran yes Okay. Absolutely. All right, so, so...
0: Again, a massive country. You're and just so country. much
1: braver than me, Barry Kenny. That's what this <laughs> is. Now,
0: there's one that I haven't managed to negotiate domestically just yet. Uh, but Mrs. We were. <laughs> Kenny is,
1: is slightly uh, uh, more risk-averse, perhaps.
0: Probably more, more sensible well, the word well, you're looking well, for. Well, there is that. Yeah. And is
1: it hard to... Did, did you... How did you plot this whole trip? Because obviously, Barry, you, you went and you, you got what sounds like a lovely arrangement mm. between beach and culture and nightlife. How would one go about planning such a trip?
0: As I say, I mean, firstly, with, with Turkish Airlines and with other operators, you have a lot of options in terms of flying in. Um, i may. I do it myself, traveler. So, you know, I'm on Trivago, I'm on all these looking for good hotels. The main area we based ourselves with, and I'm jumping midway through the route, is a, a, a town. It's basically a boutique resort, this. It's called Kalkan, uh, which is in the stretch uh, near to Kash, which, which people who, who are familiar with Turkey may know. And Kalkan is, I have to say, an absolute Stunner, And I'm apologising now to the lady from Mullingar that I met out there who has been going for 15 years every year and said to me, thank God no one on the Irish (laughs) tourist trail knows (laughs) knows about this. Well, I want more people to know about it because it's this hillside town down onto a small harbour. um, Just... Uh, you know, glistening water. Just your know, beautiful beach clubs along the front. Not most of your accommodation is going to be on hills. So you're not very, very few places are directly on the waterfront. Uh, but they have seven network of seven beach clubs along that waterfront that people can go to and visit and relax in. And magnificent beaches just out from a Capitash beach is this this perfect stretch of sand in between two cliffs, um, quite busy as a result because it's quite a small place. And then Patara Beach, which is Turkey's longest continuous beach, I think about 10 kilometers from Kaputash. But the best swimming, the best swimming moment we had of our entire trip was in a tiny little swimming cove. uh, And we were going down these steep steps to it, not commercial, not official. And there was clearly quite a few local families and they're looking up. And I'm thinking, oh, goodness, now, is this the Western tourists coming in, who have all these beach clubs that they can use, intruding on a local family? Uh, some of the women dressed in 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 in, in suppose full body clothing, uh, mm. as as traditions are at, and we were greeted and treated like long lost family helping us into the water because some of the rocks were slippy going in, came back out of the water, served with the Turkish tea, which of course is that real kind of statement of hospitality uh, in the Turkish culture. And really a lovely moment just in an opportunity away from anybody that's involved in selling you food or selling you handbags or anything else um, to get that sense of what life and what community is like there. And we had just a beautiful time as the kids jumped off cliffs uh, by this water's edge totally free from commerciality. High Noon with George Hook.
1: News Talk 106 to 108. And you're very welcome back to High Noon with Kira Kelly and it is Travel Tuesday. I'm joined in studio now by Barry Kenny and we're talking about the turquoise coast and Turkey. Barry, we were just talking there before the break about the people, the Turkish people Mm. because I was in Turkey two years ago and I have to say they were among, and as you said when you went down to that lovely beach and met the families and they were wearing their burkinis and everything but among the most warm genuinely decent mm. people I've met on any travels anywhere.
0: It's a, it's a cultural uh, hallmark of the Middle East of that region. Yeah. I, I'm absolutely famed for it. But, you know, I've been in other parts of the, uh, of, of that region but I really did find uh, the Turkish people to be so warm, so welcoming. And I'd always heard, I suppose, you know, about and particularly it's other resorts in other, other parts of Turkey but, you know, this this hard sell, this hassle. None of it. Absolutely none of it. Of course, and particularly in an area where the tourism has seen a downturn. People want you to come in. But it was an offer, a suggestion. It wasn't this chasing you down the street or anything like that. that but with an interest in their guests, with an interest in building relationships, because somewhere like Kalkan, and I mentioned the Mullingar lady, but it was a feature, We were the only people in that town who were first timers. They were all 10, 11, 12, 15 time visitors It just brought people back time and time again. I also discovered on this trip, I have to say, um, something that I would put on a must do list for anyone in travelling. And that is the blue cruise on a Turkish gulet along this particular coastline. Uh, These gulets are wooden boats, relatively short. So this isn't a big cruise ship. You're talking about generally between eight and 16 people on each of them, you have these cabins below decks. They'll have doubles and twins. Uh, four day, three 3 night trip from Olympus through to Fethiye. You can do it in either direction. What actually ends up happening is because it's warm down there and it's warm down there this time of year is everyone ends up sleeping up on deck. Oh, wow. And I have to say a magical moment was with the Milky Way as clear as anything above us in this uh, secluded cove, so the water was barely moving, hearing the birds up in the hills and then at 5.40, the call to prayer just piercing the sky and echoing. And it really was this kind of spiritual moment and knowing the reputation of Islam and knowing the issues, it was extraordinary. And everybody heard it that was on the boat, but everybody stayed perfectly still through it, and you could then hear them saying to their partners, you know, whispering and effectively the same thing for everybody, wasn't that just extraordinary and then seeing the light slowly rise uh, above, uh, as as sunrise approached. The,
1: the, the blue cruise you don't have to be I mean I know a lot of people do go sailing mm, to Turkey yes. you don't have to be a sailor to do it no. but then, then you're just a guest on a boat. Yes
0: yeah, these aren't I mean it isn't actually under sail they would have been traditionally but they are they're engine driven uh, now. So Olympos is where this starts Olympos is probably best known for two things they have these things that they call tree houses effectively they're backpacker huts and that's okay. why it, it got popular on the tourist trail and also the Eternal Flame of the chimera uh, which flames that burn naturally on the slopes of Mount Olympos effectively there's some sort of a methane gas that's seeping from the earth and this is an eternal flame but in ancient times it was regarded as the breath of a monster and people go up there at sunset and into the early night uh, to see these extraordinary flames just burning away That's amazing And uh, and you don't you you know you almost think it's not real it can't happen it's certainly not in a non-volcanic area but you'll be transferred from there to Demre and get onto your boat uh, as I say some of the places you're going to see along here, uh, starting with simply stunning little area called uh, Kikova. Kikova houses two things of note. One is the sunken city, uh, which are the remains of a city from second century A.D., which was destroyed by an earthquake. You can't actually, it's a, it's a World Heritage Site, you can't swim or snorkel in this water, but your gulet will go very slowly along it, or indeed people kayak along us to see the remains of these buildings literally a couple of feet below the waterline. That's
1: an incredible thing to be able to do.
0: It is, it is. And above it then is the impossibly cute village of Calicoi which is topped by a Byzantine castle. Now it's hot as I say you look up and you say God how am I going to get up there? It's steep but it's not that long a climb. And you will see the most extraordinary bay view below you uh, with all of the boats plying in and you, it can really only be accessed <laughs> by boat um, with I, I, turtles swimming in the boat. I've been
1: to Turkey twice yeah. and I'm actually feeling like what a loser, right? Because <laughs> I haven't been to any of these places. One thing I did take away from Turkey mm. and when I first went to Turkey, which would be over 20 years ago and I was a student and I went with a pal, mm. um, I took away my love of backgammon because one of the yes. things we did of an evening was, <clears> and it was very much a big thing that people did, they sat outside, they might have they might have drank coffee or they might have drank something stronger. A lot of people would have smoked and these were not, uh, this was not marijuana, this yeah. was just hookah pipes where the people That's smoked right. tobacco in a hookah pipe and people would play outside in the warm air. And whack,
0: whack the discs down on back the Backgammon. <laughs>
1: and uh, in fairness, it was mostly men playing it at the time mm. but because we were students and mixing and everything, I learned to play, and I'm very, I'm quite strategic and mathematical and stuff. And I, I was, I'm going on a bad backgammon player, <laughs> and it's, I, I, took that away from, and I still yes. play backgammon to this day. And they're beautiful sets; they're absolutely inlaid stunning, inlaid with all sorts of mother of pearl and all this sort of stuff. And I have one from Turkey that I still
0: use. And that's part of life on the boat. They have the backgammon set, so I observed There was Turkish couples on the board boat, and we observed them play. Still clueless as to the. Oh, rules. listen!
1: I'm going to bring you out. If <laughs> okay. play back. It's a brilliant game. Yeah. It's, it's like chess only faster. Yeah, it absolutely and flies
0: along, you you know. Know,
1: and, and, and probably more aggressive. i <laughs> like to point out.
0: <laughs> and, and life on the Goulash, I mean, even in, without the stops, you know, you're you're, you're swimming first thing in the morning before breakfast. The food on the boats, they will barbecue, they will grill uh, in front of you there was a raki party one night uh, just great fun again being part of that sitting racky on the ground Raki, the, the, the wine Raki, the drink spirit kind of like a Pernod kind of ouzo type uh, yeah, it, drink
1: yeah it's, I thought it was a fortified wine of something maybe, maybe I'm it's wrong it's just so aniseed based yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I think it's rotten but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, funny I would have because when I was in Erasmus years ago in France perno I thought was rotten but maybe it was a maturing <laughs> taste, taste of, uh, of, of activity does this cove they stop in at night smugglers in uh, all of the boats stopping in, people shuttle across on their little transfer boats to get to it. Um, one experience I should say, I don't want to, to, to go without saying, is the Turkish barber. Everybody has to go to a Turkish barber once in their life. I'm very loyal to my barber, the men's room on Amien Street, uh, but he knows that I'm promiscuous on holidays. Um, it, it, it's a full... Barry, <laughs> Kenny,
1: wash your mouth, It's a
0: full skull treatment, including, this is the best bit, burning the ear hairs <laughs> off you. I don't know what he lit but he was flicking it in and out of my ear with his <laughs> hand. Is that, is
1: that a pleasant experience? It,
0: it, yes, oddly it is, even though you can smell the singeing. Um, but uh, then he gives you a basically a massage and a head massage. Stretches your arms and fingers in the wonderfully named barber, Sweeney Todd's. <laughs> <Always laughs> oh, so you your just so you can be confident are, very, are
1: people there worried because I was in Turkey two mm. years ago and I hadn't been back for 20 years and it, it is magnificent the food is wonderful and, yeah. the, and the weather is idyllic and you are looking out over the sea uh, yeah. the Aegean is it the Aegean?
0: this is, Med- this is the Mediterranean the Mediterranean and yeah. you're looking out over the sea there at is these an islands and, yeah. and
1: you know you're looking at, at you know the, the islands where the Greek legends yes. were, were, were written really and it's 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 an incredible place to be actually I often think when you arrive somewhere like that it's mad to find yourself somewhere and believe that you can actually just travel to this idyllic place. But when we were there, the people were worried that the the hotel I was staying Mm. in, that they were saying that the numbers were down because of fears around security and that they were worried that maybe they were going to lose their jobs. And then I found out subsequently this year mm. that that hotel is now gone, yeah. that, that those people, and they were such wonderfully hospitable and decent people. And they were worried because there was nothing for them in, by yeah. way of the economy without they, tourism. Are,
0: are the people worried? They are worried because they've gone been through two very, very tough seasons. The British, I have to say, I always admire the British because they tend to be resilient. They'll go back quicker than any other nationality. They really um, are. And they are coming back to an extent. So there is some hope there. But like that, we saw closed hotels with magnificent facilities. Uh, I would encourage people I mean two other places Want to quickly make sure people know about along this route the Butterfly Valley it's like a hippie commune you can only go in by boat or hiking down basically a dangerously steep path like the beach yeah it is and everybody's camped on it and we arrived our boat arrived in there we started sailing about half four that morning and we got in about eight o'clock and they're all doing pilates (laughs) on the beach (laughs) and uh, it was was a very active place you've got the rock bar uh, off to the side as well and just really 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 spectacular, and then a little bit along from it is Ola Deniz, which has the most extraordinary beach. Uh, but all its claim to fame is a center for paragliding. I went up to a mountain, Babadag, 2,000 meters up, twice the height of Karen Tool, and jumped off. You
1: jumped off,
0: yes. Good lord, with a pilot, thank god. And <sighs> the views, Barry Kenny, the rush, it is extraordinary. This is somewhere people need to get back on their tourist trail and quickly.
1: Oh wow, listen Barry Kenny, nerves of steel. Uh, my thanks, and Barry is with us obviously every Tuesday for Travel Tuesday and you know what, I think I'm going to go back because I I, I I loved them. Barry is obviously from Irish Rail but I loved the people and I loved the place and it's just that I'm a bit of a chicken liver or whatever, <laughs> jelly belly, whatever it is, I, I'm a bit nervous with. But anyway, my thanks. I'm afraid that is all we have time for today on High Noon. My thanks to Peter on sound, to Siobhan, Alex and Kira on production. Sean Moncrief is up next, so do stay tuned for that. But from me, Kira Kelly, thanks and have a great day.